the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. It's hour two at 6.04 in the p.m. on the a.m. And a good-looking Saturday night. I really got kind of screwed today because I was planning to uh, do the Harley ride in and out at the station. And then my iPhone said rain, three hours worth of rain. And I looked out and it was all windy and and dark clouds gathering and so I drove here and uh and it was just beautiful and sunny everywhere I went the the clouds were elsewhere and uh, and I put the top down on the car that I'm driving and I've got to tell you anything related to Biden even my let's go Brandon hat just sucks because it would not stay on my head I mean there's a windshield there for goodness sake and I couldn't make the hat tight enough to stick on my head so just anything Biden-related right down the tubes. Text messages are coming in. We're going to talk about a few of those in a minute. A couple of texts on my phone. Phone number here, 303-696-1971. But it does look like Donald Trump is on a roll up there. Why don't we check back in at the Ohio Trump rally? In the history of our country, pulverizing the middle class. And it's going to pulverize your jobs. When you see the numbers starting to come out. Under the Trump administration, we had the greatest economy in the history of the world with no inflation. <laughs> Biden and the Democrat Congress created the worst inflation in 50 years, and that's going to get a lot worse because right after the election, when they stopped pumping the oil out of that beautiful strategic reserve that we had, Millions and millions of barrels we pumped in, and now they're pumping it out so that we can keep the prices down a little bit. But you're going to see that 9.1% go way up, and that's a tremendous number. Hadn't been over 50 years since we've had a number like that. And their wild socialist spending spree has thrown America into a recession. We're now in a recession. There's no reason for us to be in a recession. We were doing it. You may be right. (laughs) We were doing things that nobody thought possible. You remember China was going to take the place of the United States as the world's largest economy in 2019, except we did so well that we were almost doubling them up. There was no way. And then I put some of those beautiful tariffs on steel to save your steel bill. <laughs> those beautiful tariffs. We took in hundreds of billions of dollars. Man, there's no, no doubt about why they're trying so hard to take him down. Is there? No doubt at all. The raid on Mar-a-Lago. Now the Justice Department, you know, tried to, and the appeal court t- turned them down, tried to um, um, overturn the stay that the judge implemented on them continuing their criminal investigation until the special master had a chance to look at the documents. I, I just love government at work. Oh, transparency. We need the people to know. No, they want to keep everything from you. They want to do it all themselves. They want to leak to you and dribble out to you what they think that you need to know in order for you to believe their party line, and it is disgusting. 
I my understanding about the special master that was appointed for the Mar-a-Lago documents is that he's a Washington guy. And in fact, the Department of Justice didn't object to that particular appointment. They like him, but the Trump team selected him because they believed he was fair, that he would look at these documents with an objective eye and then make the proper determination. They're not scared. Have any of these other claims against Donald Trump taken him down, taken him out? Russia, 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 two bogus impeachments, the Ukraine phone call. These were all going to be the end of Donald Trump. The disgusting, corrupt state's attorney, attorney general in New York. Civil suits, trying to come up with a criminal suit or a criminal charge against Trump or the Trump organization. Oh, well, one Trump official's already pled guilty. Yeah, whatever. I don't know those details. All I know is that every time I'm told that they're going to get Trump, they never get Trump. But when you hear him talking about what life was like during those glorious four years compared to what life is like now after just two short years of creepy, sleepy, putative President Joe Biden, of course they're terrified of him. Of course they're going to try and take him down. Forty subpoenas of Trump aides and allies surround Mike Lindell at a Hardee's to grab his cell phone. Now, I guess that may have more to do with Colorado, Tina Peters, than it does with anything on the national stage. But you know, you know that they're looking for anything they can find. They've got to tie Trump to January 6th. They've got to find some way to file some kind of a criminal complaint. And as Trump pointed out in an interview the other day, even that wouldn't stop him from running for president again. No legal, he might not do it. He could decide not to for other reasons, but no legal prevention of him running for president if that's what he chooses to do. They've got to stop him. The January 6th show trial, primetime show trial, will undoubtedly resume a couple, two or three weeks before the election. I am no fan of anybody who committed violence or broke any law in Washington, D.C. on that day. In fact, that stopped what was underway at the time, which was a legal, legitimate challenge of the electoral college count. It got stopped by the so-called insurrection. But remember, there was only one person murdered on January 6th, and that was Ashley Babbitt a Trump supporter, unarmed, crawling through a window, posing no danger to any human being in a narrow hallway that was lined with law enforcement, shot point blank by a cop who's faced no heat, virtually no investigation. An insurrection? Are you kidding me? A riot? Maybe you could call it a riot. Some criminal conduct, absolutely, certainly spurred on by people like Ray Epps. We got to go into the Capitol, got to go into the Capitol on the FBI's most wanted list for about three days. And then suddenly a victim. But don't ask any questions about January 6th. We've got to use it to try and take people out. Now, during two years, especially the summer of 2020, 
When Black Lives Matter and Antifa were burning cities, chaining the doors of police stations shut before they caught them on fire, shooting retired black police detectives outside of storefronts, that wasn't an insurrection. Those were mostly peaceful protests, not called out by any Democrat. Certainly not by any Democrat who is in power right now and crying insurrection, danger, danger, Will Robinson, MAGA, MAGA. Where were those people when our cities were burning day after day after day after day? Don't buy it. Don't let the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine or the weak stick establishment talkers sell it to you. It's nonsense. I oppose violations of the law. Anybody who tried to injure a cop or broke a window or did anything like that at the Capitol, of course they should be punished, but held in in detention without any human beings around them for 18 months, 19 months, 20 months or more, sentenced to five years, 10 years, come on. There is a two-tiered justice system in this country. And we've never seen it more on display than we do right now. And that's why they've got to stop that man that we were listening to just a few minutes ago, Donald J. Trump. And you know what? It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Enthusiasm is high. MAGA is strong. The establishment Republican Party is terrified of it. I see it in the RNC at the meetings. You know who is inspired by America First policies and who is hanging on to the George Bush legacy. You get to know those folks pretty quickly. And you can see by the votes and the energy and the enthusiasm and the support for Donald Trump in spite of everything that the left and the mainstreamers throw at him day after day after day tells you what you need to know about this party and the people that are fueling the enthusiasm that's causing it to grow. And Donald Trump did that. That's why there are more black people and brown people and gay people and former Democrats and laborers and workers who are supporting the Republican Party now is because of what he did and what he's doing in spite of having all of the levers of government and the Department of Justice, and people that he appointed working against him. So yeah, am I excited about these midterms? You better believe it. And text messages coming in, somebody said, let's see, where'd it go? It's down here now someplace. Uh, Yeah, I'm awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Well, anyway, what it said, oh, here it is. The Dems and Rhinos will cheat, so our votes may not count. I understand your concern. Even still, here in Colorado, people talking with such disparagement about Tina Peters or the El Paso County Republicans who challenged the primary elections. But nobody will talk about the fact that when they requested for and got billed a quarter million dollars and then paid for a recount – Jenna Griswold couldn't do it legally. Two very simple requirements or two very simple claims in those uh, recount elections. One, the machines not certifiable under federal law, CISA. 
The CISA reports over the objection of election companies and governmental agencies released by a federal judge identify the vulnerabilities of these machines. So instead of addressing that on the merits, what did a Colorado judge do? No standing. You missed it by a day. You were a day late. But the other most important thing that was required to do these recounts legally under very seemingly convoluted Colorado election law until you really read the statute and break it down, quite simple. They were to pick two machines at random and run the ballots through those machines that were counted by those machines, the signed, verified, actual voted ballots, and then compare those counts to a manual count of those votes. That's all the Secretary of State had to do, and she didn't do it. Instead, she did another one of her end-arounds, one of their tests that just proves that they pass tests. And had the, the counts matched up, then everybody who's saying it's a cheat, it was an untrue election, maybe they wouldn't have egg on their face. If people like me would have said, okay, finally, we've had an actual a legitimate legal recount and we were wrong. I'm okay with that. But why do they keep hiding it? Why can't they do it the way it's supposed to be done? And why is it so wrong to talk about it? Do you remember when then-Senator Kamala Harris was willing to talk about it? And why um, we believe it is important. Uh, You may be familiar with the act. I am. Great. Um, So we recently also, I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol. Um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines, um, those that are not those that are being used in many states, but are not state of the art from our perspective. Twenty eighteen, Kamala Harris, just twenty eighteen, not four years ago, that was now Vice President Kamala Harris. What does he say today? What does she say today? We're now as a nation battling a threat from within. Is the threat... That, of course, is Chuck Todd from Meet the Depressed. ...equal or greater than what we faced after 9-11? So you look at everything from the fact there are 11 people right now running for Secretary of State, the keepers of the integrity of the voting system of their state, who are election deniers... You've got... And what's that sending? What message does that send to the world? Well, you couple that with people who hold some of the highest elected offices in our country who who refuse to condemn an insurrection on January 6th. And I think what it sends is a signal that is that causes people to question, hey, is America still valuing what they talk about, I, which is uh, the integrity of democracies? Know. And here's what that babbling, incoherent, dangerous liar said just four years ago. 
Um, we believe it is important. Uh, you may be familiar with the act? I am. Okay. Great. Um, so we recently also, I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol. Um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states, but are not state-of-the-art from our perspective. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. But you can't talk about it now. You're an election denier. Just remind those folks that they are an election integrity denier because all we want is an opportunity to get to the truth. What a contrast. I've got a video just like that, 10 minutes of Democrats calling out election fraud all the way back to George W. Bush. In fact, even before George W. Bush. And far more recently, Hillary Clinton, multiple times. In fact, heck, we're not on a hard clock here. Let's just play a little bit of Dear Hillary. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Unbelievable. But you can't talk about it. You can't talk about it. All right. It's uh, man, it's 621 already. We do need to take our break. We'll get to some phone calls and I will. I promise I've promised this every break now. Um, I'm just going to tell you who the senator is that we all need to help. It's um, it's Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. And uh, we'll play that clip. We'll get to some phone calls here when we get a chance um, just as soon as we're able to get out of this break. You know what? Let's um, are you ready to go to break? All right, let's go ahead and take our break. 621, Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. And I thank you for being here with us tonight. Wake up with Randy Corcoran, the evening version at 624, 303-696-1971. Get to some phone calls here in just one minute. But uh, I've been talking and talking and talking about a senator that we need to help. And uh, if you weren't here in the first hour, grab the podcast tomorrow and and give a listen because I was talking about Joe Day and uh, the folks that are constantly contacting me about policy differences, making it hard for them to throw their support behind them. And my conclusion was we got to vote for all Republicans because this is a battle for the soul of our state and our country. But if you can't support, if you can't write a check or don't want to spend time on phones, you know, you can do phones and things for candidates from anywhere in the country now because of these phone systems. And here's a guy that needs your help. So obviously, this was just this was published, and they were publishing other similar information during that time period when President Biden lied to the American public that this was a pandemic of the unvaxxed, and if you got vaccinated, you're not going to get, you're not going to go to the hospital, you're not going to be an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. Well, 63 and a half percent of the people fully vaccinated were dying in England at the exact same time. Why didn't you pull this? Have you ever labeled the president of the United States' comment as, a, as misinformation? Have you ever done that? Any of you? I'll take that as a no. So again, I, I just wonder, who are the authorities, who do you think you are, to censor information from eminently qualified doctors who had the courage and compassion to treat COVID patients 
when the NIH guideline was basically, if you, get te- if you test positive for COVID, COVID, go home, be afraid, isolate yourself, don't do anything until you're so sick, we'll send you to the hospital, we'll give you remdesivir, where we have 1,600 deaths so far, we'll put you on a vent and we'll watch you die. You guys bear a fair, resp- fair amount of responsibility for hundreds of thousands of people not being treated, and I would say probably dying that didn't have to die. Hope you're proud of yourselves. That was a year ago, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, who planned to retire at the end of his second term, but because of the lies of our federal government and the CDC and the Fauci's and the Burkses, who's, who's admitted her lies now, and, and Ron, uh, Ron Paul is just dismembering Fauci. Man, if the Republicans take both the House and the Senate, those hearings are going to be epic. But Ron Johnson, a year ago, in fact, more than a year ago, he was the first in our federal government that I'm aware of. And I was, man, I was deep in this at that time with lawsuits and everything else. He brought forth little Maddie Gray, 13, 14 years old, who took the vax as part of the test cases. They rushed these things so fast to market that they tried to get a group of people to agree to be test dummies for the vax, the so-called vax. And her whole family decided as a family to get the jab. And within days, she couldn't walk. Little gymnast, little active, precocious, cute 14-year-old living her life, having a blast. She couldn't walk. I was on Fox News with a Denver police detect, uh, police officer, Jose Manriquez. Within a week after being forced to take the jab by the Denver mandate, couldn't walk. Ron Johnson, instead of retiring, very successful businessman, very able to retire if he wants, plan to do two terms and no more, is coming back, and they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink at him in Wisconsin. These Senate races are national races that matter to every state, not just the state that the senator is coming from. So if you've got money to donate and you can't find, and you've already taken care of, uh, you know, Heidi Ganahl and and, uh, John Kellner and other Republicans that you can get behind, Please think about Ron Johnson because he had courage and he has promised. He has promised. This is part of his campaign. I'm coming back and when we get the majority, I'm going to get to the bottom of these lies, this collusion between the government and the doctors and the AMA and Big Pharma that has led to unnecessary deaths and ridicule of people like me who talked about alternative treatments that I saw working for other people, not as a doctor, but as an observer, as someone who used them myself and used them in my family as extended as it's becoming with perfect success. Man, I'll tell you what, so many big issues. And I'm sorry to the callers who've been waiting. Let's start tonight with Brian in Arvada. Good evening, sir. Brian, are you there? Yeah, I got to start out by saying I thank you. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Randy, are you there? Yep, we got you. Oh, cool. Hey, um, 
you know, we always say never forget, never forget. We we celebrated 9-11 as far as never forget. You know what we should never forget? What's that? That these pukes shut every small company down, but every large company was allowed to keep going. They had crime tape, uh, crime uh, scene tape on playgrounds, and we all folded. We went to the store. There was times I went to the store, I was the only one in, without a mask. I hated going to the store, but I knew if I had to go to the store, I was not going to fold because I knew a lot more men gave more than me giving that. And I wasn't really giving anything. I was just being free. And I was so embarrassed of how we just collapsed instantly. We went into tyranny. And we can never forget that. And, you know, we all had our faults. But we got to say never again on that. It was embarrassing to me. Oh, in Brian. Colorado, it was it was just super embarrassing. Yeah, and now now it's just sad when you see people out there. Uh, I left my office. I was in a convertible, top down, beautiful sunny day. Woman standing outside of a I don't know twelve thirteen story office building by herself, beautiful breezy sunny day in a mask. And you still see it at the airport. You still see it on airplanes, even though it's not required anymore. Um, I go to, uh, you know, I belong to Kaiser, so I was in there for doctor stuff, and I don't wear a mask. I mean, sometimes I'll grab it, put it on if they're going to refuse to let me in. As soon as I'm inside, I take it off. I never, ever have been asked to leave. In fact, when I talk to the doctors and the nurses, they're like, yeah, it's it's nonsense. You're fine. Um, and so it all starts with people like well, you, you know, and me. Randy- and, and Brian, let me just say this one thing. I don't know if you were with me at the you know first. Randy, hold on one sec, Brian. Hold on one sec, Brian. I don't know if you were with me at the first hour of the show, but um, I read the names of the forty founding fathers who put everything on the line to I sign. Did. Yeah, I to sign that constitution. Yeah. Go ahead. Same thing. We've, it's time to stand and up. Is it Trump's too much doing. to ask? Yes, he is. Do that's we have a delay or something? And you know what? We all. We all. This is the. Can you hear me? I, I can. Uh, it just sounds Randy, like... Randy, are you there? Uh, yes, sir. Go ahead. I I know it's been weird because when your caller screen came in, you were on at the same time. But anyhow, you know what? We all got to look back and say, what happened during this pandemic, this supposed pandemic where we have an installed president now? We all got to start looking at the truth and say, well, gee, it kind of hit at a weird time and stuff. But beyond that, for them to, we had our own polis fighting with some small guy who ran a coffee shop. The poor guy was trying to, you know, feed his family. He probably put his whole life investment into it. He wasn't allowed to run. But Walmart was. All the big chains were allowed to run. And we all accepted that. And you know what? I asked, I, I called in a radio show one time and I said one thing. I said, how many people do you think wear a mask in a grocery store because they don't want to be confronted? And how many do you think wear it because, uh, you know, they're actually afraid of the virus? And the host actually told me, well, it's probably less than 10 percent of them are afraid of the virus. So that means we had 90-some percent of people that were cowards. And if we would all took off that mask and went in there and been brave, we wouldn't let this nonsense happen. So this is never again. We never do it again. And I I messed up myself because I wanted to go see my grandkids out there in uh, Washington. So I wore a mask to get on a plane. That was my bad. That's my never again. I'll never do it again. I'll get in an old broken down car and I'll drive my butt there. Because you know what? Our forefathers gave too much 
for us to be that disrespectful. And that's what I'm going to leave everybody with tonight, and I hope everybody wisens up a little bit. Thanks for the fire, Brian. I really appreciate it. Have a great night, sir. All right. And remember this, too, that, uh, what was it, 13% of the colony was in support of the revolution? What percentage of that 13% were made up by people like these 40 founding fathers? And yet they overthrew the greatest tyranny, beat the most powerful nation, the most powerful military that the world had ever seen up until that time. And they did it 235 years ago with those kinds of communication abilities and those kinds of weapons and the diseases and the lifespans and the difficulties of just transporting and everything else. So it's Brian is right. It is not too much to ask. Stand up, push back. Be the one that inspires the next person and the next person and the next person. And I think that's where we're headed, even in, with this November midterm. And there's going to be disappointments and there'll be letdowns and We'll put people in and they won't do what they said. And, and it's all part of it. But you got to step back. You got to take that satellite view. We've got 25 states in the United States of America now that have constitutional carry. You don't need a permit. You don't need government's permission to exercise your God given constitutional rights. That's half of us. That's half of the states in this country. We overturned Roe v. Wade, 50 years of efforts, and didn't strip anybody of anything, just simply said this is not a federal question. Each and every state has to make this decision for itself. And we've seen how America can be when it's led by someone who puts America first in business, in our economy, in increasing wages, in low and abundant energy, in security, in almost, almost sealing that southern border. Got so close. So be of good cheer and don't back down. Stand up. And taking that mask off can be, you know, I was communicating with an old friend, and I, this this guy has had such a turnaround in his life, found Jesus Christ, and um, has been reading and understanding the danger of uh, going along to get along, and told me a story of when he was in the hospital a year ago, just some testing, and they told him that he could not leave by himself, that he had to have a ride, and they took him out to the car, and they checked the credentials of his ride, and he and his communicate it was a text communication he said they wouldn't let me out of my wheelchair and i i just had to write back and i said wait a minute what do you mean they wouldn't let you out of your wheelchair next time stand up i can tell you as somebody who's been standing up whether it's in a courtroom without a mask walking through a fully masked airport without a mask or whatever it, it's not that big of a deal to me but you've got to test and see and stand up because 90% of the time, nobody wants to bother with you. And all you're doing is simply exercising the right to be free. God, it's so important. Never more important in my lifetime because we've never been this close
to flipping the other way. All right, let's see if we can squeeze in one more call before the break. Chuck in Tulsa, long time no talk to, man. Welcome back to the show. Uh, hello, Randy. Hi, hey, Chuck. Listen, the, the, brilliant, the brilliant move of uh, Governor DeSantis sending um, you know, the illegals to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Now, are you there? Yes, sir. Hello? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, uh, with the, the left complaining about it, I got, a, I got a brilliant idea here, I think. Create the desire uh, among the illegals. This is the place they want to go. Put on some kind of campaign where they, uh, this is the place where they ask to go. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, if if we're not allowed to send them there, uh, but yet we're they're allowed to uh, to be taken anywhere they want, this is what we got to do: ask to be taken to Martha's Vineyard, Aspen, uh, any any place where uh, you know where the elite uh, left is. Love it. I, I just love it. And I, listen, I heard a commentator that I really admire. A national commentator say, "Look, does it's a great stunt. It it sends a message, but." These governors need to be more serious because we're putting illegals into the, you know, into the heart of our country instead of stopping them at the border. And, and I could not disagree with that person more because, um, number one, Joe Biden is flying them in. No, no complaints when Joe Biden flies them in to sanctuary yeah. or non-sanctuary cities. Um, but, but the message that's being sent and watching the hypocritical reaction – Harris, Vice President Harris, had to walk away when she was asked about them being dropped off in front of her house in Sanctuary, Virginia, or Sanctuary, D.C., wherever that is. And the way these people acted at Martha's Vineyard, oh, we welcome, have you read the signs? We welcome all people, all colors, all races, all refugees. And they, they didn't last 24 hours before they brought in the National Guard to remove these brown people and send them to a military base. I love it, man. These messages have to resonate around the country. It can't just be me who's personally being amused. It's too good. I think God's moving, my friend. I think things are happening that we couldn't predict, expect, or cause ourselves if we tried to plan for them, and it makes me very, very excited. Yeah, like I said, this is reverse engineering. I think somebody needs to take it over. Print up flyers, uh, tell them, like, this is where you want to go. Um, tell everybody that's behind you in that caravan, hey, man, when you get there, tell them that you want to go to Martha's uh, Vineyard or uh, Rehoboth Beach, uh, Delaware. You know, just start let, bringing them in by boat. There you go. Bring them across the Delaware Bay. Let them off on the beach and say, yeah, there's the house where they're going to feed you and clothe you right there. I, I know lots of people have made this point now. I'm sure they have. But uh, Barack Obama, I think it was a birthday bash or something. He put up this massive tent for 500 guests on Martha's Vineyard. 500 guests. He's got acres upon acres. Martha's Vineyard is a seasonal resort town. There, I, I, somebody said, maybe it was Tucker Carlson, said there's 100,000 empty beds in Martha's Vineyard right now. And 250,000, yeah. And, yeah. They, and they can't deal with 48 uh, migrants, uh, excuse me, illegal aliens. It's, it's, it's yeah. so classic. It's rich. It's fun to be a conservative right now, Chuck. Well, we wish you had we had you back in the morning. That's all I got to say, because otherwise you're just hearing the same old stuff. You know, well, so. I appreciate that, Chuck, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for calling the show. Thanks. See ya.
All right, it's 6.42, so we better get our final break in. 303-696-1971 if you'd like to call. We'll dip into the Trump rally. It looks like J.D. Vance is talking right now. So uh, we'll wait till Trump is back on. Got a little more audio I want to play for you as well. And um, final segment coming up here on 710-KNUS. Man, oh, man. This is the thing about music, isn't it? Some events... Some memories, some sound, some smell, some feel. It just puts you back into all those magic moments. Just awesome. All right, it's 648. A couple things I want to wrap up the show with. Um, obviously, we got into elections. We know that uh, uh, that our former vice president had a um, – or our current vice president, former senator, Kamala Harris, had her moment on the – Senate floor in 2018 talking about uh, bringing people in and hacking the voting machines right there before her very eyes. Um, We know that the, in fact, we submitted this as evidence in one of the defamation cases here, right here in Colorado, the movie Kill Chain, uh, that where defamation has been alleged against Trump and Giuliani and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, That was a left wing documentary put on by HBO back in 2015 prior to the Trump election that explained and showed how the hackers do their thing and all the vulnerabilities with the machines. We're not allowed to talk about it, but I've got a list in front of me. And if you want it, I'll send it to you. Just send me an email, 710knus.com. Find Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Email the show. Send me a text to studio. Um, I'll scroll through them, I'll find it, and I'll email it back to you. 82 Democrats who called GOP election wins questionable, illegitimate, or stolen. 82. And we're not talking about going back to the, you know, the founding of the country 235 years ago. Hillary Clinton questioned or denied the outcomes of 2000, 2004, and 2016, as well as the 2018 Georgia gubernatorial election. She still talks about 2016. She said that the Supreme Court took away a presidency after Bush v. Gore and and claimed throughout, I played the audio earlier, that Trump's an illegitimate president. You can do everything right. You can still have an election stolen from you. Then President Bill Clinton said regarding the 2000 election, the only way Republicans could win was to stop the voting in Florida. Jimmy Carter said regarding the 2000 presidential, there's no doubt in my mind that Al Gore was elected president. Concerning 2016, I think a full investigation would show that Trump didn't actually win that election in 2016. He lost the election. He was put into office because the Russians interfered on his behalf. I've got six minutes left in the show. I could keep reading this list of 82 Democrats. I played Kamala Harris a moment ago. Let's say this loud and clear was something else that Kamala Harris said when she was still a California senator. Quote, let's say this loud and clear. Without voter suppression, Stacey Abrams would be the governor of Georgia. Andrew Gillum is the governor of Florida. Hmm. Barack Hussein Obama, as an Illinois senator, said that, quote, not every vote was being counted in the 2000 presidential election. John Kerry, Stacey Abrams, Maxine Waters, 
I've played video on this radio station, played audio from videos on this radio station before of Democrats when they challenge the electoral count in Congress. But unlike Republicans in 2020, they couldn't get both a House member and a Senate member to sign off on it. That's the only requirement to go into a review and account. You need one member from the House, one member from the Senate to sign off on it. And they couldn't do it. Every time they stood up, they were even Joe Biden shut down. I don't remember if it was Maxine Waters or who it was. It was a black female Democrat who was challenging the electoral state account from one state. And he said, do you have a member of the Senate? No, I do not. Then we're going to move on. This time, and this is why the idea that Trump or any of his supporters, America First folks, wanted what happened on January 6th to happen is nonsense because we had a House member, we had a senator, we had state legislators and legislatures who were concerned about their particular state's count, and that was only just a few weeks after. So much more evidence now, so much more. So, Regardless of what they tell you, it's not hurting anybody in the polls. Rasmussen came out. I would think it was 56% of Americans have concerns about the validity, the integrity of our elections. Don't be silenced. Don't be afraid. Just laugh in their face, and especially if they're Democrats, because I've, I've shown the hypocrisy throughout the last two hours. One more thing that... Um, Kelly was so kind to get all this good audio together. There's a few that we're going to use next week since we didn't get to them today. They're timeless. But um, if you haven't heard it, you've got to hear the interview between Bill Maher and Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers since we've been talking about the vaccines some tonight. This, again, is classic. To me, the, the frightening thing was never the disease itself. The frightening thing was how much you could, you could get people so quickly to change their way of life. Stay home, wear a mask, you know, don't touch. It was altruistic at first. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah take course. two weeks to flatten the curve, right? And then just about well, every conspiracy theory came true. Vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. Right. And it turned into, like, away from doing your job to stop the, the spread to like lockdowns. And that's my whole problem. You know, I grew up in a small town, very little cases up in Chico, California, but all the small businesses gone. I mean, our favorite restaurants in LA and New York and across the country, not just in big cities, but some crazy percentage will never open again. Why? Absolutely. And then what are we doing for them? What are we doing for the well, small businesses? There was some PPE loans and, and stuff that people could file for. Well, we but- did. We passed out $6 trillion. And the, the sad fact about that is that a very big, big, big chunk of it was just flat out stolen. Yeah. I mean, we spent more to keep people hiding under the <laughs> bed than we did for World War II. World War II cost $4 trillion, and we passed out almost $6 trillion for this. I mean... Wow. Talk about a country that's gone a little soft. Bill Maher, definitely a left winger, definitely a extreme social liberal, gets it. 
gets the nonsense, gets the hypocrisy. Aaron Rodgers was skewered, but he's just too powerful in the NFL. He was able to stand up against it, even though he refused to get the vax. I'll tell you what, time is on our side because truth is on our side. And no matter how much the media tries to cover it up, no matter how much people try and push you down or tell you to shut your mouth, just stand strong. We open the show commemorating Constitution Day. 235 years ago, our Constitution was ratified, was signed, not ratified, that took a few more years, was signed by 40 men who put everything on the line, knew that they would be targets, have targets on their back to be hanged on sight by the king's army. In a country that was not for war, was not for revolution. And they did it. And now we've walked through all of the COVID nonsense and the willingness of people to uh, stay in their homes weeks beyond the 15 days to slow the spread and to shut their businesses down and to lose their livelihood and to keep their children home and try and mask their two-year-olds and their three-year-olds and just say yes, sir, and no, sir, to go into a store or get onto a plane. What a perfect day to remember, to think back on what it took to be even have the opportunity to live in this country and be talking about these very important issues. And we get to talk about them every Saturday night from 5 to 7. Really, really appreciate you being here. Don't forget, man, we have a killer lineup here, even on the weekends. Global Alertness News at 7 right after this show, Arc Midnight at 8. And then Sunday, we are back to live and local with my dear friend, Father Andre, kicks off good Sunday morning at 9.30, restaurant show back at 10. Uh, Stefan Tubbs, amazing American vet show. I'm sure you're listening to it all the time. And then 1 p.m., my buddy from the Denver or from the Colorado Christian University Centennial Institute, he's the director. That show is Frontier Freedom at 1, historic and important backbone radio at 4, and Bloyer Effect. I'm Randy Corcoran. Always remember, please never forget, God loves you, so do I. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.